Welcome to Sylvia Speaks, the podcast you didn't know that you needed. Happy Sunday, Monday, or whatever day of the week it is that you're listening to this episode. I hope that you are having an amazing day, amazing start to your day, amazing end to the day, whatever it may be. I just hope that it was a good ass day. And if it wasn't a good day, then I hope just hearing my little podcast makes your day just that much better. Um, Today, the episode of the week is going to be around a diet that I did, a lifestyle, better said. Um, I did keto for about four and a half years, and it was one of the best things that I ever did for myself. But now I've been looking at it from a different perspective, and it's something that I wanted to share with you guys. I think I just have a new lens on it, a new lens on my reasons behind doing the diet and why I stayed on it for so long. So I just want to share these thoughts with you guys and get some feedback and see what you guys think. And I know that I promised you guys a video episode this week, and that was absolutely going to be my intent. I actually was going to do an episode with a guest, but um, just some things happened and um, plans kind of fell through. And I look like shit right now. I did overtime at work today. I put no makeup on whatsoever, and I've been busy, and I just finished my homework, and um, I have something to do this evening. So it's definitely not going to happen today because I don't have the time to put on the makeup and then record the episode and make sure, you know, that my video setup is all good. But I promise, I promise you guys that next week it will be video. And I just wanted to make sure that I got an episode out because I don't want to stress too much on the fact that I'm not doing the video episode. I want to focus on making sure that I get an episode out regardless. So here it is. I hope you're not too upset. Um, but I'm still fulfilling my promise of an episode every week that I will not let you guys down on. I promise. So keto, 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 keto. I started keto in 2018 in August, I believe. I actually think it was like July and I started it because my best friend, Laura was like, Hey, um, you know, I heard about this diet. I kind of want to try it. Do it with me. And I was like, I'm down, you know, like, let's try something. Her birthday was like the following month. And we kind of just wanted to lose a little bit of weight before we went to Vegas. And so I'm like, I'm down, you know, I'm always down to try something new. And so we did it and we, we tried the diet and, um, and I, I really liked it. I did it very strictly for three weeks. So just to give like a background on what keto is, um, the ketogenic diet is a low carb, high fat diet. So you very, very, very strictly restrict the amount of carbs that you eat per day. It can range anywhere from about 20 to 45 grams, 50 grams of carb. It is all based on like your body mass, um, your weight, your height, if you're male, if you're female. And so I had an app that kind of tracked all that for me and it told me like what I needed to eat for my goal. If my goal was to lose weight, then I could only eat 20 net carbs per day. Um, when I first started keto in 2018, it was not as popular as it is now. You couldn't go into the store and just like buy keto bread. You couldn't buy keto ice cream. You couldn't buy keto anything. There was nothing keto at the store that just did not exist. Uh, and I think that was very important in my journey um, for weight loss because 
one, I had to learn how to cook shit. Like I couldn't just buy pre-made stuff. I had to learn how to make things. And I was constantly looking at recipes and I was just very excited about cooking. Um, and that's something that I never did before. I never cooked before. I did not know how to cook. I did not have a liking to it, but being on keto, I had to. And I just remember the excitement of finding different recipes that I felt looked, you know, fairly easy and they had good reviews and they were like of alternatives of things that I really liked. And so it was just an interesting experience to try out the recipes, make everything from scratch. And I mean everything. I remember when I made cauliflower um, mac and cheese for the first time that was like intense because I had to buy a head of, of cauliflower. I had to steam it and then I had to make the cheese sauce from scratch. And um, it was like a whole thing. I remember like at that time, um, like I made it and I was like living with my ex. And so like it was like we ate it and then Abby was there and like we all just like would try new things. And it was really cool because I became excited about cooking and that's where my love for baking started because I have such a sweet tooth that I knew I could not succeed on keto if I couldn't have anything sweet. So, of course, I looked up things to eat because I got to eat. And then I looked up um, dessert recipes. So after work or before work, I would spend my time baking, cooking, doing all of that, trying new, th new things. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, I remember the first time I tried to make fat bombs. They were supposed to be like strawberry cheesecake fat bombs. I think I got the wrong type of butter. I switched the salt and the sugar because they both were like in the recipe. They just tasted like pure butter. They were extra salty. Um, they were not good. So a lot of shit got thrown away. <laughs> and a lot of like things that I made were really good and they became repeats. And um, And then from there, I just like, you know, kind of got like the basics and I realized what... Um, what the you know like basically what the outline right of what it is that I'm making like what the basic ingredients are and so I just started trying new things and trying new recipes and that is how I made a business out of it so me baking and just being super excited sharing it on my story sharing my progress um you know sharing the progress of the things that I make I had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me if I, you know, was selling anything. And I was like, no, I never thought about that, but I'm not opposed to the idea. And so it started with me selling a few desserts to a few friends. And then that kind of like went from a few friends to a few more friends. And then from there, I thought, okay, well, maybe I should just start a separate page dedicated to my journey, dedicated to my baking, and, you know, just something where I can document how I was doing on keto. And this was maybe about a year in, um, me doing keto and I blew up my ketolicious page, gained quite a bit of followers. Um, I had tons more orders. I even had orders from people in different States. I had orders from people in different cities that would literally drive down and it ended with me doing pop-ups and the pop-ups were such a huge success. Um, I met so many cool people in the keto, keto community, so many amazing people just because of the keto journey that I was on. And uh, with the pop-ups, I met, um, you know, this couple who they owned a gelato shop on Adams and it was like 
keto gelato. Like they focused on sugar-free, you know, low carb options. They were made with like almond milk and, you know, things like that. And it was so good. And so they offered for me to do, you know, pop-ups at their store. And I didn't think that they would be as successful as they were, but every time that I had a pop-up, I had a line outside the door before I even showed up with my stuff. And that was like the greatest feeling. I feel like in that moment when people say that was the moment where I felt like I made it, that was definitely my moment where I felt like, damn, what I'm doing is making a difference and I've made it. And I loved it. I loved I loved baking. I loved being on keto. I loved the way that it made me feel. I loved, um, you know, the fact that I lost so much weight, that I felt great. And with my pregnancy with Camila, I did try to stay low carb more than keto. But I feel like that also helped me not gain so much weight. Because right after I had her, I had only gained six pounds. And so I have a lot to thank keto for. Keto taught me how to cook. It taught me how to bake. It taught me how to build a community. It taught me that I could do the things that I desire and I can get a great result out of it as long as my heart is full and wholeheartedly in it. And that's exactly what happened. So I have a lot to thank keto for. And to this day, I still, you know, Think about the principles of what keto taught me, learning how to read labels and just selecting and choosing different options, alternative options that are healthier um, that will help me just stay closer to my goals like low carb tortillas, cauliflower rice, um, you know, protein style burgers. And so while I'm not on keto anymore, I still follow some of the guidelines just because I feel like that's kind of what has just kept me to maintain the weight that I am now um, and maintain the progress that I have built just being on keto. Now I'm saying all these amazing, great things about keto. It's like, how could I say anything bad, right? I learned how to cook. I learned how to bake. I built a business out of it. I lost lots of weight. I gained mental clarity. I, you know, felt amazing about myself. I gained confidence. Like then why would it be a bad thing, right? You, I was on it for four and a half years how could keto even have anything negative about it if it served me such a good purpose? And it did. And I do not take that away from the diet, from the lifestyle, because I ch I chose it as a lifestyle and it was something that I lived by every day. But what I recently started to notice is I feel like keto could have been an eating disorder for me. And I know that that sounds like a little crazy and off the walls, right? Because when people think eating disorders, they think anorexia or bulimia or, you know, emotional eating, um, things of that sort. And for me, I think I would refer to my relationship with keto as an eating disorder because the way that I limited myself, and even now to this day, the way that I I find myself guilting myself for eating things that are higher in carb, for eating things that would not have been approved on keto, for, for even just indulging in a meal without trying to calculate how many carbs are in there and just like figuring out if, you know, how how much I need to work out to like burn this off. I started to just slowly realize that the relationship with food that I built through this diet, through this lifestyle, probably wasn't the most healthiest for me. Because although I was, 
really, you know, trying to stick to a goal and I wanted to lose weight. And I know that I had to stick to that certain amount of, you know, macros in order to hit that goal. It became an obsession. And I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat the tortilla. I wouldn't eat that. I wouldn't eat this, which was great. I had dedication. I stayed consistent. Again, keto taught me so much and I'm so grateful. But to this day, even after I've decided to no longer follow that lifestyle, I still see the implications of that relationship that I built that may have been a little bit unhealthy to how I live life now. And I I guess I had never thought about it that way. I thought about it in a way where like, no, I have a goal. I want to lose weight. But it became extremely unhealthy. And when I would eat something that was, you know, not keto friendly, when I would eat something that I knew would set me back or would maybe make me bloat, whatever it was, I would beat myself up for it. I would beat myself up for it and I would feel extremely bad and think about it you know, days after, weeks after, or punish myself for it. And I would punish myself by doing an extended fast. I would punish myself by, you know, working out extra. And I just felt like I had to make up for the fact that I ate something that wasn't, you know, that lifestyle friendly, that wasn't approved by that lifestyle. And at first I thought, oh, that's normal. You know, I'm just, I'm really trying to stick to a goal. But then now that I'm no longer following that lifestyle, I feel like that's something that I should not be really focused on. And it is a huge focus and it's in the back of my mind. And sometimes it just like eats at me, like you ate that ice cream and that ice cream is going to make you bloated. And it's, you feel it right now in your stomach. You feel it and you're going to feel it in your pants when you put them on tomorrow and you're going to see it on the scale when you step on it. You're going to gain weight because you ate that ice cream. And that is like the thought process that my brain goes through when I eat something that is quote unquote like a cheat meal. And I really had a hard time trying to figure out why. If I knew I wasn't on this diet anymore and I wanted to be more relaxed with what I ate and I just wanted to watch, you know, just be a little bit more mindful, eat eat with like, do intuitive eating and, you know, maybe practice intermittent fasting like during the week, which I still do. But the thoughts were still there and the thoughts got worse because I wasn't following that lifestyle because I knew that these little things that I was eating, I was like, they're going to add up by the end of the week, they're going to add up. And then the scale is going to add up. And so through recognizing the thoughts and the patterns that my brain was going through, I was able to just kind of step back and reevaluate and really think about my relationship to keto, my relationship to food because of keto and how I would describe that. And to me, I felt like it was an eating disorder. I felt like I relied on keto to just make me feel, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it to make me feel not just good, but like worthy. Like if I stayed on the diet and I was like 
true to it and I didn't have anything that was off, you know, off, off limits, I felt like I was a success. But then the minute that I didn't, the minute that I did steer away, even if it was just for one day, I would beat myself up for it. And that's not healthy. And right now, while I do start still try to practice more of like a low carb diet, I'm trying to reestablish a new connection with food and relearn, you know, retrain my brain to not think that things are bad in such a sense to where I've completely messed everything up. And now that I've had decided to have this ice cream, I'm screwed up for the rest of the week. And it's crazy because this idea came in my head um, this afternoon as I was trying to find something to eat for lunch. And, you know, I still try, I really do still try to eat low carb. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have this low carb tortilla. I'm gonna put some cheese in it, make a quesadilla, put some salsa. That's pretty low carb. You know, I was craving corn on the cob, so I made some of that. And then I wanted something sweet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just serve myself a tiny little rom can of ice cream, mix all of my favorite toppings in there. And, you know, that's fine. It's just a small amount. It's portion control. And I did that and I ate it and it was great and it was amazing. And I have no regrets because that's one of my favorite ice creams in the world. And now as I'm sitting here, doing my homework and just relaxing, I noticed those thoughts creep up. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, you feel bloated. You look bloated. You should not have had that ice cream. You know what that ice cream does to you. And so I had to just like stop and look at myself and be like, bitch, shut up. You ate the ice cream. You wanted it and you enjoyed it. You portion controlled it. You eat it. didn't eat it right out of the tub. You didn't eat the whole damn thing. You gave yourself a small amount, and you enjoyed it. And that's what I should need. I should start focusing on is the small wins and the fact that those choices and decisions I made to eat something that maybe is full of sugar and full of carbs, it made me feel good. It was a treat. I wanted it. I desired it. And I allowed myself to have a small amount of it. And that's okay. But I would be lying if I sat here and said, like, oh, it's so easy to just like retrain my brain and like stop the thoughts and bring that positive one that I just mentioned in. It's very difficult, but it's something that I'm working on and it's something that I wanted to share with you guys because I feel like maybe if you haven't done keto or if you haven't, you know, done a lifestyle of that sort, I think that this can apply to many different things. A relationship with working out where you feel unworthy if you don't, you know, work out a certain amount of times per week, which is also what I was doing too when I was on keto. It was like I had to work out like at least four or five times a week. And if I didn't, I felt like a failure. I felt like shit. I felt like I was fat. I felt like I just lost all the progress, which wasn't true. But I wasn't allowing myself to rest. I wasn't allowing myself to enjoy things. I wasn't allowing myself to just live. And now I'm I'm practicing that and I'm noticing that in this area with food, it's been a little bit more difficult than I'd like it to be. And so I'm giving myself grace and I'm practicing, you know, those positive thoughts 
And I'm reminding myself that what I'm doing is not wrong. Me enjoying a small ice cream is okay. And I can do that if I want to. And I shouldn't beat myself up for it. And while I know it might be a little extreme to like relate to my experience with keto as an eating disorder, I truly do feel like that is what it was for me. And it is to this day. And it's something that I have to unpack because I never really thought of it that way. I've always thought of it as something that saved me. And it did. It had such an amazing impact on me. It was such an impactful lifestyle for me. And I'm so grateful for it. But there's parts of it that I need to heal. There's parts of it that I need to rebuild that connection with. There's parts of my relationship with food that I need to revisit and change because it's not healthy for me to have these thought process, these thought patterns and thought process. So after listening to this episode, while you may not relate exactly when it comes to food, if there's something else that popped in your head where you're like, I feel like I have that type of relationship with this. I want to hear. I want some feedback. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear if there's something that you may have not have noticed that you were like hyper fixated on and it probably wasn't the best for your like emotional and mental health or maybe even your physical health. Um, I'm curious because this was just like something that popped up in my head and it's kind of been like stuck in there and I just felt called to share it because It was surprising to me and a little confusing and also a little relieving because I finally have an answer to like this unknown of why my relationship with food felt so funky to me. But yeah, strange, very strange. It even feels strange sharing it with you guys because I'm like, it was just like such an off the wall idea that popped in my head but the more that I like deep dove and I thought about it it really made sense so please please share with me um, any thoughts that you guys have any stories that you guys have anything that you feel you can relate to I want to hear it all I I really do want to know what you guys are going through that is kind of the same of what I'm going through it could be different but like the sentiments feel the same you know But anyway, thank you guys as always for being here um, for this episode this week, for listening to my little mini diary. And thank you guys for all of your feedback. Honestly, I love getting the responses on Spotify. I always post them to, um, you know, to the episode so that everybody can view it. I love hearing just things from you guys about how an episode was impactful and how you felt that it helped you feel seen or that it helped you just process, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that you have to say, I love to hear it. And one other thing that I absolutely love to see too, is when you rate and review and subscribe, because I check all that on the daily, like I kid you not, I'm like constantly checking to see if I got a new follower. I'm constantly checking to see if I got any new like responses to my Q and A's to the polls. I'm constantly checking to see how many, you know, listens my episodes, um, have gotten and it just makes me happy when I see those numbers go up and when I see you guys repost and when I 
see you guys send me text messages about different episodes it truly makes my whole entire day and i think about it every fucking day i think about it i'm just like enamored with you guys i love you all and i'm wishing you an amazing week it finally is summer and it feels like summer and i just cannot wait to get out and get some vitamin d get a little bit more of a tan and just enjoy the happiness that the sun brings because i definitely feel like i could use some of that right now (laughs) well you guys enjoy the week and i can't wait to hear what you guys have to say to me all right bye